Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast, jconline.com, and through SoundCloud. Mike Carmen covers uh, the Boilermakers for the Journal and Courier newspaper, uh, recapping Saturday's uh, disappointing 20 to 13 loss to Minnesota at Ross State Stadium. Uh, it was dreary, it was wet, uh, it wasn't cold, uh, but it was uh, a bit miserable for. Uh, the players and the fans to, to sit through basically a whole day of rain, and you know this this was this is a simple game to kind of chop apart when you when you get right down to it. Um, you know Purdue once again had problems in the red zone scoring touchdowns. They had problems against Notre Dame. They had problems against Illinois, and they had problems against Minnesota. And it's, you know, they're 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 getting one touchdown a game. They're getting two field goals a game, and they've scored 13 points in each of their last three games. Uh, and they've given up, give up 27 to Notre Dame, give up nine to Illinois, and they give up 20 to Minnesota. They're one and two in that stretch. But, you know, 13 points isn't going to cut it. And you know, and the the disappointing part is that, um, you know, this is Jeff Brom's strength. This is why he was brought here. He was brought here to uh, help the offense and make the offense the strength of Purdue football. And that's not to discount anything that's happened on the defensive side because the defense needed to be fixed, and it has been fixed, uh, and they continue to play well on that side of the ball. I mean, they they're doing what they need to do. And, you know, football is that way. Your 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 defense needs to play well and your offense needs to play well. They're not the same players. But um the the disappointing part is just the lack of being able to execute in the red zone. And and why is that? You know, everybody would have a reason, everybody's got a theory. Um you know, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to claim that I have the answer, but you know, there are there are things that continue need to be tried. They need to be examined. They need to see, you know, why why those problems exist. I I, I think the number one reason why they, they struggle in the red zone has to do with the lack of a consistent running game and a lack of a power running game and. I think that probably when you when you boil it down, that is probably the number one reason why this this team has struggled in the red zone. Um, it's just they can't. You know, when you when you have your offensive linemen and you have your two, let's say you're in two tight end set. You know, that's seven that's seven blockers up there. That's seven guys on the line of scrimmage. Well, you know, if the defense is putting seven up there as well then everybody's got to beat their man. And I, I just don't think Purdue is a strong enough, physically strong enough football team uh, to do that consistently against Big Ten teams. And th- therefore, they have a disadvantage. So you got you got to bring in another guy. Or it, it's either you, you pack it in tight and go max protection and do double tight or three tights, or you spread everybody out and, and try to do it that way. You know, I think the way Purdue is kind of built right now, I would probably lean towards 
spreading out as many people as possible, creating as many uh, rushing avenues, creating as many rushing lanes as possible. And I doesn't mean you're going to run the ball. It's just creating so many lanes. I mean, if you're if you're spread out and you got five linemen, and then you you've got your, your your receivers or your people that are spread out, um, you've covered the whole field. They have to defend the whole field. That's less people in the box, and then maybe you can you can create a seam or an opening, whether to run the ball or to have some sort of short short passing game. Yeah, the one thing that they did today, one thing Brom did today that I've been um, that I that I thought they should have tried earlier in the year was to use Austin Burton and his dual threat capability. Not they they ran him basically as a wildcat today, uh, which is fine. Which I think gets him on the field. It, it, it does add another dimension to their offense, but. I would like to see him go deeper in that area uh, from an option standpoint or a read option standpoint or make the defense commit, make that defensive end commit to either the quarterback or the running back. And, you know, Purdue technically is not an option team. It's not what they do on an every everyday basis. But it's a wrinkle that I think needs to be used in short yardage situations, or at least attempted, and they did today, and it worked. I think he had eight yards on his first uh, first carry in a third short situation, which, you know, it worked, and he ran the ball two other times. Um, but I just think that's a, that's a wrinkle that needs to be probably explored a little bit more um, to see if that can get you some yardage in the red zone. And, and, and specifically... Um, when you're inside the 10-yard line, uh, where things really get tight, the windows are smaller. You know the the space to run the ball is just not as great. You know you got to be perfect with your passes, so on and so forth. But you know this is this is the time, and they have the time now to really dig down and dissect what the problems are with the red zone. I mean, does all does it just all go back to the offensive line, and that you don't have a great offensive line um, or to go back that you don't have that that big bruising running back that can that can overcome your issues on the offensive line I mean are, are you targeting David Bell enough in the red zone are you targeting your tight ends enough and Purdue was out was without Payne Durham today so that's that takes away a big a big target uh, that Purdue has used in the past um, you know, another guy that hasn't played because he's injured has been Sean Rice. He's a he's a big athletic guy that would probably be a jump ball guy in the uh, in the red zone. So you don't have him. But you know, Milton Wright, you know, can can be a guy in the uh, in the red zone as well. And there's a lot of things you can do. But I, you know, now they have the time to really dissect. You know, here's what our problems are. Here's how. You know, here's how it's going to get fixed. Here's how Purdue's going to approach getting fixed. Now you face different defenses that are, going, that are going to do different things, and so on and so forth. But that is the glaring number one issue with this team right now is just the ineffectiveness to score touchdowns in the in the red zone. I, I don't think they beat Notre Dame if you if you turn one of those field goals into a touchdown, but uh, you're you're in that game for a longer period of time. 
but if you you know you turn one of those field goals today into touchdowns then you're probably ahead in the game you know you're forcing Minnesota to come from behind and the one thing you didn't want to do today was get behind Minnesota and let them eat up the clock with their running game and their short passing game and, and all that kind of stuff but they got behind early in the second half and were playing catch up and could just never score missed the field goal um you know that that turned out to be big because if it's uh you know 17 to 16 uh you know you, and you got the you know and you're and you're driving maybe you know maybe you're not pushing the ball downfield as as hard as you as as you were but anyway you know, produce produce basically they've scored 13 points in each of their last three games and they they've got to get off that mark they've got to get into the 20s I mean, your defense is playing well enough right now that you got to get in the 20s. Minnesota's a nice team, and a lot of credit to Minnesota because they got embarrassed last week by a MAC team, and they've been they've been called out all week for for what happened in that game. And a credit to them for going on the road in the rain and getting the job done uh, against Purdue or whoever. Uh, so that program obviously is moving in the right direction. I hate to say it because I'm not a fan of PJ Fleck, but he's done a good job up there. He has those players uh, busting their butt, uh, and obviously he got the message across to them about bouncing back and getting the job done today on the road. And again, that's a credit to him. That's a credit to their staff. It's a credit to their players for coming down here and doing what they did to Purdue, you know, today to keep Purdue to one touchdown. So kudos to them, but, you know, Purdue can be better. They should be better. Uh, I mean, this was a prime opportunity to get to 4-1 and one on the year, take a break, take a breath, and then gear up for the second part of the year. You know, now 3-2 and two is not the worst case scenario when you started the year when you started mapping out how things could look I know I'm kind of getting away from from the game and there's some other things with the game uh, that that need to be brought up but three and two is not the worst case scenario here you just now they got to find three wins in those last seven games um, and you can look on the list and say well no no maybe maybe you know you know, you got to get the five before you get to that last game against Indiana and have to have a shot, unless you're going to upset some people along the way. And maybe they will. You know, maybe maybe this is the year that Purdue finally beats Wisconsin at home. The Badgers are struggling, but they've, they've also lost to some pretty darn good teams uh, this year. Uh, but anyway, 3-2 uh, and two is not the worst-case scenario for this club. Uh, they're going to get They're going to get their players back. The main players are going to be back, I think, for Iowa. You're going to have a relatively healthy team once you start that game against Iowa, and then it's a matter of keeping healthy. You know, a couple other things with the game. O'Connell did push the ball down the field quite a bit. Uh, One thing he he did today, uh, and he he does this this happens a lot. He does throw into traffic a lot, and there 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 were a couple times that some tip balls should have been intercepted. 
uh, and so on and so forth. And the other thing is that he's holding on, he's holding on to the ball too long. He got sacked four times, um, and you know that that's unacceptable on on his part. Uh, and he did he he took one sack that took him out of field goal range. And as a quarterback, you you can't do that. You just cannot do that. That that's unacceptable on his end. I mean, he he knows that. Um, and took him out of field goal range. Took him a chance to put some points on the board that may have changed how Purdue played on that last possession. You know, because if he, you know if he got a field goal in that situation, and if you you know if, if you got another one, then you're then maybe you don't need a touchdown at the end. Um, but O'Connell pushed the ball downfield. David Bell had a good game. Milton Wright had a good game catching the ball. The ball was spread around uh, pretty well. Uh, the, the, but the glaring thing to me about the receivers, with and specifically David Bell and Milton Wright, they they were credited according to the stat sheet, or I, I don't think the term credit is correct, but they didn't have any yards after the catch, zero. And those are guys that get yards after the catch. So you got to give credit to Minnesota's defense if those numbers are are true, to to holding them to on the spot you know there are times where they go out of bounds you know Milton caught a pass in the end zone so he didn't get any yards after the catch for that but if those if those figures are accurate then that's a that's a really good job on Minnesota's defense part to make sure those two guys did not get yards after the catch um running the ball King DeRue back after missing last week's game due to a medical condition uh, he ran hard. He he ran smart. He had he showed he, he flashed some athletic ability. Uh, you know, putting the, putting his ground, putting his foot in the ground, and and making some cuts. Uh, he ended up with 95 yards on the ground. That's a that's a good day. Uh, it's a great day this year when you're running the ball. But it's a, it's a good day for Purdue. They just need to have more of it, and they need to figure out ways to to get their running backs on the ground you know Purdue Purdue was balanced today from a yardage standpoint uh they were balanced in probably the play calling standpoint you know they're going to win when you when you go look at the stats of this thing you know Purdue won the stats by a mile they, they won the stats by a mile they outgained Minnesota by 144 yards they had 15 more first downs they ran 33 more plays uh so on and so on so on but they didn't get in the end zone you know the red zone killed him. It just you know it just killed him, and it, it killed him last week. It almost cost them a game last week, and it definitely hurt them against Notre Dame. So, you know they're they're in a in a spot that I mean to me the the problem or the issue with this team right now is 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 just getting it. You know they're moving the ball between the twenties. You know that's not the issue. The issue is when they're getting down there. Is it play calling? Is it the plays? Is it the personnel? You know, it's everything. And, you know, they, they really have to take a long look at, you know, what kind of packages they're putting out there, who's going out there, um, and all that kind of stuff. Because you, you can't, you're, you're not, they're not going to win again if they can't score touchdowns in the red zone. They just, just can't. They won't. 13 points is not going to win the Big Ten games. And, you know, it's got to get figured out. <coughs> Excuse me. And, you know, and they've got a, they've got a week to get it done.
basically, because you got to go to Iowa, which is number five in the country. You got Wisconsin coming here. You got to go to Nebraska. You know the schedule. I don't need to. I don't need to rattle it off to you, but you know what's, you know what's ahead of them. <coughs> so, um, you know, it, it, it's a tough loss. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say Purdue should have won the game because Minnesota made the plays. And to me, the biggest play of the game was the first one of the second half when Tanner Morgan uh, hit the hit the 54-yard pass on the first play. Two plays later, they were in the end zone. They had the lead, and they were able to play play from ahead, play from ahead at that point. And Purdue just could not could not answer. And I, I thought that was the play of the game. They obviously seen something. They were picking on Jamari Brown uh, on that play. They were picking on Jamari Brown all all game. Um, and even their first touchdown, uh, I, th- that play should have been reviewed after I received some pictures on Twitter. Um, that uh, um, and I and if you watch the game on TV, they probably replayed it and said that, that it should have been an incomplete pass. Why the review officials did not look at it is beyond me. <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand that. I don't understand why they didn't look at that play. And when they went and when they were not going to look at that play, you know, somebody should have been talking to Jeff on the headset say, You need to challenge that. You need to challenge that. I mean it's early in the game, you know, you don't want to just lose a timeout like that, but you know that that's that's a play that should have been looked at again, and you know maybe maybe they hold it up, maybe it gets confirmed, maybe there's not enough of evidence there, but some of the evidence I saw, I mean it was at least worth a challenge, and for, for for number one for the Big Ten or the replay official not to look at it, I think is a mistake, and then you know Jeff, somebody should have urged Jeff to, to challenge it. It was close enough to, at least to, to challenge that. You know, maybe Minnesota scores on the next play and all that kind of stuff, or you hold them to a field goal. You know, it's just you don't know, and that's why that's why you don't want to let, let that play uh, get away. Um, but anyway, rainy day at Ross-Aid. Purdue comes up short 20-13. to 13. Um, They're off this week. They're going to go at Iowa on the 16th. Um, so they've got a couple weeks to kind of get get a few things figured out, and you also want to maintain what you're doing defensively. There's a lot of guys playing really well on the defensive side of the ball. Should get Corey Trice back, uh, a cornerback for the Iowa game. Um, but you know your defensive line continues to play well. Uh, linebackers are doing a good job. Safeties, yeah. I think they had a couple issues today. You know, Cam Allen had a had a PI on a third down that would have forced uh, uh, Minnesota to punt from its goal line or inside its end zone. Um, so there's there's things like that that need to get corrected and fixed. Uh, but you know, it's it just I mean you go you just go back. I mean, it's just a very small margin for error for this team that. You know they're not going to play perfect, and therefore that's why you have to take advantage of those red zone opportunities, and you have to, you know, you know, clean up some other some other areas. Um, 
you know, there were some missed tackles today. Was that because it was wet or some other factors? And Purdue had done a good job up to this point uh, of limiting their missed tackles uh, throughout the course of the first uh, four games. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's some, you know, some things that they can still build on, but they're, you know, the red zone issues are, are going to have to get fixed for this team to, to, to go where it wants to go. And that's to, that's to a bowl game. And, you know, if they can get those fixed and everything else stays where it's at, then they're, they're going to have an opportunity to win, you know, three, three, three times in the, in the last seven games, maybe more, depending on how, on, on how it works out. All right. Well, uh, appreciate you stopping by. Um, had to cough a couple times, so we'll, sorry about that, but, uh, We'll get that. We'll get that fixed for the next time. Anyway, thanks for stopping by. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. You can, you know, reach out to me and, uh, you know, do it that way or however you want to get a hold of me. I think you know how. Uh, so, anyway, uh, final Purdue loses to Minnesota twenty to thirteen, and next in action on October sixteenth at Iowa. Thanks for stopping by and have a good day.